0: Welcome, everyone, to the Spark the Genius Show. I'm your host, Spark the Genius, and I am here to spark the genius within you. It is February 21st, 2022. Um, We have a special guest. Well, we always have a special guest, but uh, this is extra special today. It is Tumalo Setlaba. I probably didn't say that right, but she can correct me in a moment because I have to start off with my theme song. <clears throat> Which I always improvise, so I don't know what I'm going to do here, so let's see. Welcome to Spark the Genius, today we have Tumalos at LABA. She's like some kind of internet expert. Oh, see, I should have asked you for here. Give me a word. Anything.
1: Um, Squirt. Ah, um, uh,
0: let's see, uh, and... Uh, Albert. What's the other one?
1: Albert. Albert,
0: okay, so, uh... I really should have thought about how I'm going to improvise a song. Uh, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is going I mean, yeah, super so well. Words, uh, she, she's inf- she's going to squirt out info. Uh, forget it.
1: All right. Uh, oh, boy. That, know, that took a left turn. But, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> but that, that's how we do things here. We, uh, it, it's just about doing it, not waiting until it's good, because then I would never be doing a show. As, as you can see, Love if anybody it. can see the video right now, uh, my microphone that I've been using for 15 years, the little attachment doesn't work anymore. So I'm attaching it with a, a like a paper ah. you know, a duct tape roll here and it looks ridiculous. But every day I improve the last time. I, yeah, because I'm using uh, Riverside for the second time today. And last time I just used my uh, my inter, my iPhone headphones. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to step it up today because we've got like an international guest. And, uh, and I, I thought I would see how nice. this audio works. And it's, it's a nice contrast to the audio that you have because you're just using your computer mic and you're sitting, I feel like you're sitting on an airport tarmac based on the background noise. But, um, so it's- such so,
1: sunny South Africa. And oh, you
0: are in South Africa. I am. Because I was gonna say, I mean, when we started talking, I was gonna say, well, clearly your accent is from South Africa. But for some reason, when I saw you on LinkedIn, I thought you were like in Europe or something. Were you at some point?
1: Yes, I'm usually based in, in in the Netherlands, but I've come down to South Africa to see my family, so I'm sort of getting best of both worlds, a uh, bit of sunshine, but I think it's a little bit safer this side because there's a hurricane happening in Amsterdam, so uh, my timing is perfect.
0: Yes, I, I was in South Africa to shoot a commercial, I don't know, like 15 years ago, but I remember it was probably this time of year and it was summer and our chaperone told me you got to come yeah. back in Canadian winters and all the models from Europe come here and, and we'll just be hanging out and I just and I was like, yes I'm gonna come every week and I have not come back but I
1: oh uh, you must you must prioritize this this is one of the best places in the world
0: yes well two years ago I sold my condo so I could be a digital nomad I'm like yes now I can finally go who knows where South Africa and then the pandemic started and I haven't gone anywhere but oh, whatever I'm, I'm vaxxed I'm relaxed I'm ready yeah. to travel so I will come there
1: Well, it seems like you've been doing a pretty good job online so far, given your track record with your podcast and all the amazing things you're doing online. So um, that's good, because I suppose that's what uh, was the catalyst to our meet.
0: Yes. Uh, Well, and and, uh, yeah, that's what I've been trying to do. I figured, you know what? I can't travel. Let me do as much as I can online. And uh, it kind of... Uh, it's like it almost all came together because two years ago I I was thinking oh I'm going to interview people remotely but that just seemed weird I thought no I gotta be like Joe Rogan people have to come to my studio and sit with me it seemed weird to to do zoom and even five years ago I was researching with a friend who lives in New York now and I'm like can we do a podcast together and he was looking into software that was going to cost like five thousand dollars to be able to record together and we just never did it but now clearly we've got this and so I was just waiting. I timed it up. We've off. got it going on. Yes. So yep. I'll tell our audience how we met. Um, let's see. A week ago, somebody named Angela Mil- Milosevic, senior brand designer at Squarespace, posted, uh, and I'll, I'll hold this up for, for our YouTube viewers, just a, a website, I guess, a Squarespace website, zendaya.com that they made. And I guess they're, actually, I never watched the commercial, but it looks like Andre 3000 was... Uh, narrating it and there was a squarespace and then um to, okay is it Tomello? how would i say this
1: yes but yeah. to
0: mellow left a, a long comment i'll read it all nice website but what's the call to action besides signing up am i signing up to news about zendaya other than that why would i visit the website again then again then is it a fan page or a digital Z card? It's a nice compilation of her works to scroll through, but I'm wondering if a visitor to the site could get more out of the website, like even a contact us for agencies who might be interested in working with Zendaya, or a blog by Zendaya herself to build a community and a bit of a voice and tone to the site. The about page, and in Canada I say the about page, no, that's American, anyway, is a bit copy heavy and feels <laughs> like it repeats what the rest of the site depicts. This is not a roast at all. No, not at all but more of a curious analysis. We as users take the lead from you, the creators of Squarespace, for best practice. So perhaps this can invite learnings on my side if I may have missed something in my analysis. 57 likes, 14 replies. One of the replies was, all good questions. Let's chat about it on my podcast. I want ideas for what to put on a Squarespace site for me. I want a cool replacement for the neglected blogger and WordPress blogs I've had for 20 years. My new moniker has sparked the genius in my attempt to be one of one billionth as cool as Zendaya. Uh, and then you must have replied let's do it or something Um, so that, oh wait, one reply Uh, wait Yeah. uh, I don't even see the reply oh yeah, I'm game, let's do it that was you so that was a lovely passive aggressive comment on the the Squarespace uh, post but I loved it because I was like, yes here's somebody who knows about websites and and knows what to put in them and uh, so I got excited so here we are and yeah, I, I usually, who's the guy that doesn't do research before his interviews? I think it's, uh, uh, oh, it was Larry King. He just likes to go in cold. Um, and so I, I kind of like do that too and just learn with the audience. So we, uh, well, let me look at your LinkedIn. Uh, it says, Web3 enthusiast, uh, fashion supply chain, uh, blockchain, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> e- sneezing, e-commerce, Antler and ex- <laughs> And ex-Uber, oh. sorry, there we go. Ex-Uber and University of KwaZulu-Natal, and then it says Amsterdam area. Oh, so that must be where I got the Amsterdam. Okay. <coughs> so. Um, yeah, so you're in South Africa, but normally you live in the Netherlands. I guess you could give us sort of a, a summary of who you are and what you do, and, and we'll get into something.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, Sure, I think this is a case in point that expression and tone uh, is the one thing that's missing on the internet. Um, So I think uh, translation in terms of expression might be mixed up, but maybe my background might give a bit of context on my uh, comment and analysis. I am uh, a product manager by profession. Uh, I've been in the e-commerce uh, industry virtually my entire career. Um, my, fa- uh, my passion really lies in fashion and so it was a great start in my career to be uh, a back-end product manager for uh, an online fashion retailer, which was one of the biggest in South Africa. So um, I suppose that's where my learning uh, began. Um, And it really was uh, a very technical role in that I worked with engineers, but I must say it's one of the best roles you can really take on if you really want to learn about a business really quickly, especially an online one. Um, Yeah, so I think that was sort of the beginning of my career and I've then uh, continued to be a a customer experience manager, which really was one of my favorite jobs um, because it was really just to look at the end-to-end shopper experience and to uh, pinpoint the the pain the pain points really of the user experience, and to build a business case for it, and then to execute the solution. But uh, just before I uh, had time to execute the solution. I was then uh, poached by Uber Eats and uh, moved to Johannesburg which is one of the major cities in South Africa as well and uh, before that I was in Cape Town, very lucky girl living in some of the best places in the world. So I suppose um, uh, yeah, my comment was based on uh, the sort of conversations you almost have to have in the workplace which is uh, entirely technical and very much intention driven. I think one of the fun parts about building a website is that you really get to uh, pour your heart and sort of create an art piece out of what it is that, that you that you produce or create or develop. Um, but uh, one thing that is a real reality to a lot of us is that there has to be an, a, an intention, a reason, a call to action um, to why why everything is done. And, Really, it's, it's uh, for future success and for future benefit because, you know, you've got the likes of search engine optimization, which are categorically driven by, you know, the copy on the website and the amount of activity that happens on the website and the traffic on the website. And so really considering those things well in advance, um, I suppose, sets you up for success. And um, yeah, I think in, in the role that I, I, I the roles that I managed to find myself in, it um, really sparked a curiosity that um, uh, emphasised objectivity versus subjectivity in order to to yeah to reach the KPIs and to reach the ultimate goal of success with the website.
0: KPIs. What does that stand for?
1: Key performance indicators. Yeah. So those are the numbers that uh, the business people look at. Um, uh, so yeah, one of them could be uh, traffic. trafficker, one of them could be conversion, one of them could be, you know, um, how far along in the in the website you end up and where you taper off So they're all sort of signifiers of uh, where your users finding your website interesting and where they're deriving any interest. um, Yeah, and and what you can do with that moving forward. Yeah,
0: this is all good information. Uh, Because my personal website journey, um, God, I guess it was 20... Probably about 20 years ago or something, I thought. I think it was was before even YouTube existed. I thought I should have a website, and people were like, "Josh, you know, you're so creative. You should have a website." Uh, I didn't know what to do, so I, I I can't even remember how I made this. There was a girl who was the girlfriend of an art director at the ad agency where I was working, and she made me a website and. It, it looked good. I, like I drew out the alphabet and she made a font out of my handwriting and she put, I guess, a couple of videos cool. like links to my MySpace or something, but I never really knew what it was for. And then uh, I think eventually I just made a blogger where I would occasionally post or blogspot. I think they're called both things and, and it's like, this is what I'm up to. And then uh, I had a MySpace and I was always obsessed with who would be my top nice. nine friends. And you know, I would try to look cool like I knew lots of girls. And then I guess eventually I transferred the blogger to a WordPress blog and I would occasionally post on it. But then when Facebook started like, or I guess around 10 years ago, I just sort of basically started posting on there. Uh, but the problem if you post everything on a social media site is that they own it and they can shut you down if they want, or you know, you, you don't get any money from people visiting the site. And then a few years ago, I met a woman uh, who builds, websites that are with like she made her own platform she made millions online and this has tools to make money online but I never really knew what to do with that either like it's a blog or whatever so I'm still figuring that out and then that lately I've been like you know what my WordPress is ugly uh, maybe there's something else I can do there's a, a girl I listen to she's always interviewed on a podcast uh, the James Altucher show and I looked at her website she's kind of like me she has like a couple of different podcasts and all these different businesses and and her site looked good and uh, it looked, she I asked her nice. and she used something called uh, Show It or something. But I guess it's kind ah. of like, I, I get, it looks like they sort of build it based on WordPress but they put in cool features and everything. And then, yeah, and then when I saw Zendaya's page on LinkedIn, I'm like, oh, see, there you go. Like she's a one person who has her website but I did scroll yep. through it like you did and I'm like, but yeah, what is the point of this? Like it's got a bit of about her but there was no like... And maybe there was, but I don't know if there was like a sign up for a newsletter or here's my community or here's my store. So that's what I've been struggling with. And I thought, okay, well, this, uh, this Tamelo person is, is obviously knows what she's doing. And, and I thought, okay, we could have like a little, just a little quick brainstorm of what I could put on my website, whether I need one. I feel like I need one because I, I, I feel like, you know, you need one place to sh- send people, uh, and, and, for me lately that's been maybe my link tree that i put in my instagram bio but i feel like okay, now link tree is getting all my traffic and they're making money off my traffic and i want to i want to I wanna own something online
1: yeah i think uh the, the one of the best takeaways from your journey is that you've really taken advantage of the new technologies and the new tools that pop up um as time goes and i think that is. Happened almost exponentially um, in the last couple of years, and um, I think that's come with great benefit. I mean, initially we needed graphic designers and people with expert skills to transform, you know, to change fonts, um, etc. And and now we have the ability to use tools like Squarespace and even Canva to create you know somewhat beautiful looking uh, pieces of artwork on the internet Um, and i think that just creates opportunity for greater expansion and greater creativity Um, because people who, who used to be say graphic designers have now moved on to be ux ui designers and you know people who were You know professional uh, engineers and developers you know five years ago now have an opportunity and in fact everybody has an opportunity to become a blockchain engineer which is something relatively new and which means web three by the way when i say uh, blockchain i'm specifically referring to web three we're all starting at, at the at the starting lineup so i think i really commend you and i really admire the fact that you've really sought out to find the right platform for you at And I think it was a good start and and I would have, I have done the same thing to, you know, try to find an identity um, through programs and tools like Squarespace. But at the end of the day, and I think you touched on this a little bit, that there are actually lucrative opportunities um, when it comes to, you know, creating what I would call digital assets um, on the internet. And of course, when you talk about digital assets from a Web3 perspective, you, are, you might be leaning towards the NFT space. But in, in this regard, I really mean uh, things like uh, uh, websites or um, uh, ebooks or uh, questionnaires or downloadables, anything really that creates some sort of value for someone. And uh, we touched on uh, community uh, in the comment, you know, saying it would be really nice for Zendaya to maybe, I don't know, write write a few blogs every now and then. And the beautiful thing about the internet right now is that if you just write for yourself and, and you're true to who you are and what it is that you aspire to and what it is that you want, a community builds around you. And and I think that's one of the best parts about having websites. But again, and like everything in life, you, you kind of have to be a little bit strategic and a little bit intentional um, in, in your approaching your project. And I think they're beautiful alternatives at the moment. I was just looking at there's Google um, which is a very simplistic version of a website, pretty much drag and drop. Um, I think you can have somewhat of a customization, you know, a a few numbers and letters and then your name there, that's something you could do in an hour and and I I, I mean that because I'm not always the most tech savvy when I first start using something and I I actually found it quite, um, yeah, user friendly. Um, But for me, aesthetics really matter. I'm in the fashion industry, you know, I'm in e-commerce and I really genuinely like pretty looking things. So, that wasn't the best option for me. But sometimes you just need something that's going to do. Sometimes you just need a footprint, you know, a digital footprint, um, which I think also aligns with uh, your ethos, Josh, where you, know, you knew that you wanted to start a podcast and you sort of said, well, if I don't start now, I'm never going to do it. Um, so I think all these tools really do create shortcuts for us and, and give us the ability to really create a world that we want. And, and sometimes it takes forever and sometimes it's just a click away. So I think that's what's super fun about playing around on the internet at the moment.
0: Yeah. That's, uh, that's awesome. I, everybody should uh, print out what she just said and read it every morning. It's good inspiration. <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of, because I just had some quick thoughts. Like yeah, when I was originally like talking to Emma, I think who's the one who, who made my website, I remember looking into like, okay, can I build something else or she wasn't helping me anymore. And back then, I was talking to people, yeah, it's going to be like $15,000 to build a basic blog or website. I'm like, what? So I just never did it. And then um, what I – and I eventually bought a template, like something called Newspaper for my WordPress because I thought, oh, it's going to look like – I'm going to be Perez Hilton. Like I'm going to have different articles every day, my funny comments on celebrity gossip. Um, And then – the newspaper template I have to keep renew, like updating it every month and it just never looked good. And I wa- so it's, I've just let it slide. And now I'm just using my basic old, uh, uh, like the basic WordPress default. Uh, yeah.
1: And, and just on that, Josh, uh, sorry to interject, but, um, that's one of the things and and i I must correct myself a little bit earlier by saying you know there are some graphic designers who then turned into ux ui and that's not to say that you know the traditional roles that we know um are necessarily being replaced and that's sort of the example that you're alluding to when you started off with the template and then it actually became a little bit difficult for you to continue and that is one of the disadvantages of having a template it could look super pretty But in terms of moving forward and building on top of it and becoming an e-commerce platform and then becoming a marketplace and then becoming that ends up needing quite a bit of technical intervention. And uh, from what I've heard from a lot of engineers, it's almost not worth it. You know, that, that legacy that comes with the template is just Yeah, it's a a bit of a nag. So sometimes, and I think you did this in this case, is to just go with the professionals. Depends on what you want. It depends on how much time you have. It depends what conversions you need and how soon.
0: Yeah, so uh, I mean, I just, I guess, so what I, because I started looking at, uh, like, you know, thinking, okay, should I do a Squarespace or Wix? And everybody was advertising those. But for everything I read about online, people would say, oh, no, like, if you pay for Squarespace, now you're, paying them and they're getting the traffic and they can shut you down like you really have to make your own WordPress and own it all and and have a you know self-hosted WordPress so that's why I've I've resisted using those sort of template things like Wix and Squarespace um, and then uh, and then just in terms of Canva because uh, you mentioned that and yeah I, I've been reading about that for years and then finally a couple of months ago I thought well let me sign up and see if I can try making uh, my own logo for my podcast, because I've been talking to graphic designers on Facebook, and I never liked what they were doing, so I was trying to come up with a logo and merchandise, and I figured out how to make my own logo. I kind of uh, poked around in it, and I'm like, this is actually kind of good, and I showed it to some graphic designers, and they would make suggestions. I'm like, they're just adding things to add things. Like it's, I still like my original, even though I'm not a designer, but I like to think visually, and then I was trying to figure out how to get drawings into the computer, and I bought this drawing uh, tablet like four years ago um, a Wacom tablet here and I never used it because I found nice. it hard to use but then uh, when I s- signed up for Canva it turns out uh, somebody told me they've got a new drawing feature so, like because I was trying to figure out like do I have to use hey, Illustrator cool. I was researching classes and it's going to take like five years and I'm like I don't ha- I don't want to yeah. but then <laughs> they've got a drawing feature that I could use right away I'm like oh so I started using a tablet so and now I can draw a cartoon and, and put that on a t-shirt or something. so I'm all excited about that and then, uh, yeah, I guess just trying to figure out like what, like I've, I bought an extension from this other w- woman I met who uh, made this thing where if you ask people like what their email address is when they're joining your Facebook group, it imports it into a Google Doc for you and now you can have like an, a mailing list. Although I don't know what to do with the mailing list yet and uh, I, I tried logging into MailChimp and they said, well, you signed up five years ago but never used it, so you deleted it. And I'm like, ah. And then... Uh, So I want something with a mailing list and,
1: uh, well, there's, there's an opportunity right there, right? So regardless of what size your website is, it might just be a landing page, but you could have most, uh, uh, CMS tools do have the ability to just have a pop-up and a downloadable. Um, and if you just create a bit of value for your visitor, um, where you go, you know, are you trying to figure out how to become a, a podcaster? Download my ebook and experience, you know, sh- I, and let me share my experience with yeah. you. And all I need you to do is input your email address, yeah. right? And then, and then there's almost like a, a cons- there's consent there, and, and there's an indication of of genuine interest for what it is. I mean, most of the time, right? And then you can use your Google Analytics to see how true it is. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's it's as simple as creating what I refer to as a digital asset that you genuinely giving to your user before you require anything from them that then sort of catches their attention and forms some sort of commitment. And then you've got them on your mailing list. And sometimes a mailing list is like you said, it's just an Excel spreadsheet with email 50, 100, 200, whatever. And just email those people, yeah. right? And I think it just it starts from there is that authenticity. But I say this with a pinch of salt from myself because I've tried many times as well, and it's easier to say than to do. But you know, there there are options out there to you. You sometimes don't need all the frills, but the frills are fun. Yeah,
0: no, I definitely I like all the frills, um, and I've been thinking about what to do with the newsletter. Like this, this girl Jen, like so. The James Altucher show, I, I keep talking about it, but it, it really is a large part of my life now because I listen to it every morning for an hour while I jog and it's the closest, it's the most interesting nice. thing I've found online because he just, like, he's he's like a genius guy. So he'll, he'll interview people about what's going on in the Ukraine or what's the future of uh, synthetic biomedicine or whatever. But then he's also got mini series within his podcast. So he's got one called I Will Make You Millionaire where he coaches people to make a million dollars. And this girl, Jen Glantz, that he's been coaching, the one I was saying that does all these different things like I do uh she he's been coaching her to start different newsletters like her original job was bridesmaids for hire she would like be a bridesmaid for people and so she's got a web a newsletter for that but then he coached her to start another newsletter uh the first years of marriage and now she does another one um called odd jobs where she talks about different odd jobs and so she does those all in Substack. but I think on her main website like her show it page there's a Substack page or something and you can sign up for all the different. it's all complicated but and you were talking about nfts i just saw she tweeted yesterday here's an nft and it's just a graphic saying uh coaching call with me and normally it would be 250 dollars for an hour but it's like 26 dollars or to to sign up for. That. and i was thinking of doing it and then just saying okay but for our coaching call i'm recording it for my podcast so it all ties in but i guess that's what i've been struggling with too cause she, and she's even struggling with like she does so many different things. Should she focus on one? And uh, James told her, no, it's good yeah. to do different things. You don't know what's gonna hit. Like, I mean, eventually you hit a limit of too many things, but she's got about five or six businesses on the go and that's that's fine. So yeah. I've been struggling with, okay.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, the, I think the, the opportunities to really extend content uh, without spreading yourself too thin. Um, and I, I do think it's, it's worthwhile having a, a portfolio of digital assets but again, not spreading yourself too thin to the point where you actually neglect the platforms that you have. Of course, do as much as you can, but there are sort of cheat sheets out there where you know you can turn what is a webinar into an audio, and then you can transcribe that and turn that into a blog and then transcribe that or, or make that shorter and turn it into captions on Twitter. And, and that's just from one sort of moment of content creation, but then you sort of stretch it out. Yeah. Um, I think there are also sort of uh, laws, (laughs) rules that you have to follow for each channel. Um, You don't treat Twitter the same as you treat Instagram in the same way. It, It just doesn't work that way. And also they're just different audiences on those different channels. Sure, there are communities, I think, that are representative of most of the world, but we know that the Gen Z's are, you know, more inclined to use TikTok than certainly the millennials I think the, st- the statistics say right and that's something important to know if you are you know talking about or I don't know covering something that is like gen z specific so a bit of your your audience research I think goes a long way unfortunately yeah very contrary to today's culture Building a digital asset sometimes just takes a bit of time and patience. And I think that's where we lose a lot of our digital heroes, where people get discouraged. I mean, starting a YouTube channel, um, you know, it's 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 consistency. Um, you know, it's, it's being reliable, you know, your audience knowing exactly when to expect and what to expect from you. Um, you just described a, 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 a podcaster who was, you know, talking about teaching people how, how to be millionaires, whatever, it's expectation, right? And, and sometimes you don't have to be at all, right? So that people just know what they're gonna get from you. Huh? And
0: yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's really the, what my head's been spinning about the past couple of months. Cause like I've been on YouTube since the beginning but I've still only got like 20, like, you know, for 15 or years or maybe 20 years now. And I've still only got about 2,000 subscribers. And I'm monetized, but it's $10 a month or something, so it's not useful. And it's just been a random collection of anything. I've been treating it like my Facebook. So it's got, uh, oh, here's a short film I made. Here's Here's me talking about my lunch. Here's me summarizing my day. Oh, but here's my podcast interview. And so part of what I've been trying to figure out is, yeah, like... and and what I've been researching lately, talking about like, should I make two YouTube channels? It's like, yeah, YouTube really wants to know what you're doing. Like if you're the the conservative politics guy, then it will know you're that and it will show you to other people who like those things and that's what people are waiting for. They're not also looking for your vlog about your keto diet or whatever. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So so I've been struggling with, okay, so where am I putting the Spark the Genius podcast? Do I just put these episodes on my existing YouTube and start a new YouTube called you know, spark vlogs where I just post about my day or do I go the other way? Like just, okay, use my existing channel for my stupid vlogs or whatever and start a new one called spark the genius podcast and go back and upload my past 50 episodes fresh. And that's where people know like every day they come for an hour interview with some life coaching thing. Um, and then I've been struggling with the same thing for my podcast. Cause I do like, I, I, I watch so much about politics and I think about it so much and I realize I'm not share I'm not producing any content on that, but I think that would yeah. definitely uh not be good if like in between my spark the genius life coaching and now here's me ranting about uh, you know whatever something controversial i feel like i should start second. so i was thinking of using a new podcasting service because i was researching that and there's a new one that it's free if you have two or three podcasts and then also they uh, transcribe it for free we were just talking about like i could get a free transcription and then i can put that on the blog and and so that'll be a, an, yeah. another SEO way of doing it. So what do you think of, um, yeah, like that, that idea, like you're, you know, you're on my show now, like what, cause I was researching last week, just looking up what are the categories on Apple podcasts? And cause I was thinking, Oh, I'm a comedy interview. I'm celebrity news. I'm life coaching, but that's none of that can be the same thing. So I was like, okay, maybe what if I go to self-improvement and entrepreneurship and there's this, but then, and, and then, is that my YouTube channel and I put my vlogs somewhere else or just forget my vlogs or just put those on Facebook?
1: Yeah, so I, I, I understand it sounds like um, uh, uh, one would think it's a nice problem to have because it probably means that you know a lot and probably super talented at a lot of things. So um, I can understand though how that can be a little bit frustrating. Mm-hmm. But I, I can only speak from my own personal experience um, and I don't know if you've come across the icky guy. Yeah, yeah I've done, at the
0: beginning mm-hmm. of the pandemic, I was doing Zoom calls with coaches and all this stuff. And a few people were talking about the Icky guy. And, you, and you, it's basically, you know, the Japanese idea of looking for your purpose in life. And there's these, this Venn diagram. So one is like, what does the world need? What can you make money doing? What do you enjoy doing? And, and something else. Or maybe it's the three. And, exactly. Yeah, and then you find whatever is the thing in the middle. That's what you should be doing.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I simplified it a little bit and it wasn't necessarily my life purpose, although I think that is what it's supposed to do. But I mean, a bit, you know, high touch than that. It was sort of like, well, that's what I'm going to be. Ta- that's who I'm going to be on the Internet, right? It's it's going to be a bit of me. Um, and I think that is what makes you unique, right? It's like your combination of skills, but then you have got to package that in a way that does represent you as an individual right and and maybe that's difficult but i think there are templates out there there are tools out there like the icky guy that can help you not necessarily to cure your existential crisis that you might be having but certainly to have a bit of a, a, a focus on on what it is that you what your message is what the point of being on on the digital on your you know on the internet and i think this also brings up a really important topic about you know, who you are online and who you are as a person. And I think there is this, there's this high pressure. I know I sometimes feel it, which is to be as authentic as possible and to give all of me and, you know, to, to you know, and, and yeah, that's metaverse-esque, huh? that's where we're heading towards, where we have a strong uh, a presence and personality online, but it, it doesn't have to be that black and white, you know, that you, you can share some parts of you and you can mm. keep some oh, of I'm your good. own, you know, some parts to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it? yeah, and it just depends, you know, are you, are you running a business?
0: Uh that's an actual question. Am I running a business? Yeah. Uh, no. I mean, all I've been doing, like I was working as a copywriter at ad agencies for my career. And then like six years ago, I left that. I'm going to try working on my own. In retrospect, I probably should have gone back to the job. It was a cool job. We, we shot a commercial in Cape Town um, and I got to stay there for free. Nice. Um, but uh, there's nothing yet so I've just been doing some freelance copywriting and some voice acting uh, with this mic so that's kind of my, my income and I was also doing some investing uh, but I haven't figured out you know, what, what my business is yet like I listen a lot to this podcast uh, the Kathy Heller show or it used to be called Don't Keep Your Day Job and she makes tens of millions of dollars now just from doing a podcast talking about be yourself there's abundance out there or whatever um, yeah. so I, I, like that kind of thing, but yeah, that, I mean, that's been the struggle as well. Like, you know, where, what, what is my business and I want it to be scalable. Like, I don't want to do something where my business is, uh, coaching people by the hour or something, because there's a limit to how much time I have. I want it to be bigger than that. Um,
1: yeah, sure. And, and, and I think then that's, yeah, that's important, right? And if, if you are running a business, then you know the the core basics you've got to have marketing you've got to have some form of income you've got to be generating some form of income there's certain aspects of a business that you just can't compromise on and i think that also makes you hyper focus on what it is that you actually need to do to get your business running essentially and i think also there need not be an obsession about having these success stories all over the place you have a unique story i mean you just said i don't know what my business is well then write a blog about that right right everything that you've just said like man i've tried everything and i don't know what to do da, da, da. and i think you'll use the skills that you have i think you did an exceptional job on linkedin by just plugging yourself in there you know and now you have like one more viewer and that's me yeah. or a listener you know and and yeah, using your strengths and using your story, and uh, like it's it's easier said than done. Trust me, I I dish it out, but I definitely can't take it all. But it's worthwhile. And you know, there's like um, I think his name is Mark Manson or something, and and he wrote the I might have mispronounced his name, but he wrote the 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 art of not giving an F. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The art of not giving a fuck. Right? Yeah, James. And that. and that was like a a, a, a tongue in cheek book, you know, we were all like, (gasps) right? Like, well, you can't say that. You should probably say something way more scientific and philosophical or whatever, but it was simple, straightforward. And he's literally built an entire career on that, you know, like he's, he just gives candid advice. Um, that's actually pretty uplifting, but that isn't so, um, yeah, so heavy. Right. So yeah, yeah, I would say a lot of
0: it is branding. Like James was talking about that recently. Um, I think he was interviewing I'm getting confused on my podcast now but I think he was interviewing the woman who uh wrote a book called like uh, badass badass women or bad being a badass entrepreneur something and now she's got like her badass empire and a lot of it is the branding and he said yeah actually yeah he talked about how the the art of not giving an f uh was like the biggest book and it might not work today but back then there was nothing like that and and people noticed it because of yeah. the name, but it was just, you know, it, it's just a traditional entrepreneurship or whatever. But when you give it a, a fun name and that's why I came up with the name spark the genius. Cause I was like, you know, my regular name is hard to spell, hard to pronounce, whatever. Here's something that's visual and memorable. I remember Ty Lopez, I uh, was watching some Instagram live with him a few years ago. And he was saying like, if you've got a name that's hard to spell or hard to remember, give yourself a new name. And so like he gave the example, faith popcorn, uh, who's, uh, like a futurist and she predicts trends and she's got a cool name faith popcorn but her real name i research is just nice. faith plotkin like it's a jewish name but people <laughs> kept mispronouncing no. and she thought popcorn sounded like plotkin or something so so you know and then just nice. to, to tie in you were talking about being authentic uh james was interviewing this guy a couple of days ago who um he wrote a book i forget what it is but the episode's called how to be a superhero and this guy researched how People can come up with an identity in their head that's like a superhero, idea, or somebody. You know, maybe you're a Jedi in your head, and it actually changes your performance if you have a little. Uh, like he coached a kid, gave him sure. a wristband that said you're Paul Bunyan, and when he looks at the Bunyan side where it says Bunyan, he can hit baseballs farther or something. And he said, yeah, no, for sure. and He says everybody tries to be authentic online, but there is no authentic. There is no one little thing that that is you. Like you can create. There's different parts of yourself. You can invent a new part of yourself. Um and what you're talking about how, you know, maybe you don't need to be completely authentic online all the time. It's true, like, because I, I think partly why I post. Well,
1: well, I mean, you, you, it, it's probably advisable to be authentic, but you don't have to spill your guts out on the internet. You, you don't have to give your everything because sometimes your audience doesn't really require that or sometimes you're not, you don't even want that, Yeah. right? Sometimes it's just, you know, I'm the guy, I'm the curious guy who knows everything about everything. Yeah right and then and then you don't you don't have to be you know like the simpler the better i would say and yes. yeah just not feeling that pressure of having to display all of your skills all the time and i am one to say because one of my favorite quotes is do it all without missing out but yeah they they're different outlets and sometimes like the internet doesn't have to be that
0: yeah and i think part of why i do that is cuz it's almost like a diary like I'm like I feel like I need to record my every thought and my every misery and I want to share it to the world so I feel like I'm not alone because I don't have a wife to talk to or kids or anything but the world doesn't need that Uh, and I, I think people do I don't know I mean yeah it's a struggle it's like why do I do this why am I pouring out everything because you can curate yourself and that's not cheating by just being positive online or saying I'm the curious guy and I follow lots of youtubers that I don't see their everyday foibles but I like hearing them talk about movies or politics or whatever and that's enough like I don't want to need to see them lying in bed going oh I'm afraid of dying like every night like so maybe maybe it's fine (laughs) to curate Um, but but in terms of being authentic just James talks about how he was a financial blogger and he did okay but once he started talking about his own failures, how he lost a million dollars and then gained it back and then lost a million dollars again, that's when he blew up. So even the intro to his book, like I've got four of his books from the library or three, three from the library right now. And it says, you know, I'm the guy who for some reason turns myself inside out and dumps myself out on the internet. Uh, but okay. I mean, it works for him, but who knows how much we're also not hearing, but also he's rich and famous now so he can get away with all that. But also, I look at who I follow. Like, I like following um, uh, like positive people like Tony Robbins or Dean Graciosi because I'm like, yeah, they can tell me. And I'm, I'm sure they've got their own issues, and, but I don't wa- necessarily want to watch somebody else being depressed all the time. I want to hear be- people being positive. But also, in terms of psychology, you can trick yourself into being somebody different. If you smile, even though you don't feel happy, your brain thinks you're happy and then you become happy. So if you're on the internet all the time saying, I am successful, I am the genius, I am, do it. I mean, that's that's legit. You don't have to be like, oh, but I feel insecure, so I better sit here and whine for a while. You can become yeah. a superhero. I,
1: because I think, yeah, like um, you, you, you you can't believe everything you see on the internet, right? So, and you can't take it as gospel. So yes, I'm sure there are some people who show certain sides of themselves and, and that's also okay. And just back to the authenticity bit, and maybe just a different perspective. As one thing that I definitely have appreciated is that there is there is less expectation on about perfection of content, and I think that's changed over time. Um, one one of the strongest reasons why that's the case is because of good old COVID. You know, the, the standards sort of. slid a bit right we didn't expect everyone to be too perfect because we're all working from home and we're all trying our best and you know there's no reason to just shut someone down because they use this you know like there was just there was there was a, a kind of viewer suddenly and also because again because of the wake of if you think about it when instagram came out you know the algorithm really cared about well curated consistent um, uh, content right and you had to you know post at specific times of the day and you really had to track when your audience is you know active and you know and and we, we all had uh, those design those grid designs you remember that we and we had filters very specific filters and that still happens today but the real doesn't need that right that's a new feature on Instagram The the real does not need that and in fact it necessitates that you're as spontaneous and like you know, just uh, just put up my camera and took a video. And we love that, right? So the standard has changed and authenticity has also found a different, you know, got a bit of a facelift. And I think it's made it a little bit easier for us to to just be a little bit lighter on ourselves and not be so hard on ourselves and, and not try to be so perfect and do what you're doing. Josh, yeah, just uh, put it out there and, and keep going.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's funny because I was watching an Instagram uh, coach on YouTube a few weeks ago, and, and and she was talking about how, like the old stuff, like your old thing. Oh, it's got to be nine p.m. and these are my, you know, times, and the audience is, needs to see it then. You know, those—that's the, the old advice now, and uh, and even the stuff you're talking about, it, it is reels now. Like it's funny, I keep getting stuck thinking, oh right, I got to post the perfect photo, but things change. Like even like so, I can't be beating myself up for not doing something two years ago because it was Absolutely different two not. years ago, and that's what I've realized.
1: There's going to be another thing. Yeah there's going to be another thing, another thing and another right? thing and another yeah, thing like and another Perez thing.
0: Hilton yeah. became the biggest blogger because he was the first blogger. Even Joe Rogan became the biggest podcaster because he was first. We were talking about this 10 years ago. I was like, oh, I want to do podcasts like this guy. And you know, if he started today, would he've been the biggest? Probably not, but because he was doing. It. And so, you were even talking with the audience and it's so true. Like the audience is different. Like it's Uh, on TikTok, very different crowd than Facebook. And for a while there, I was posting, like every time I did a long video, okay, here it is on YouTube, here it is on Instagram. And people aren't going to sit on Instagram watching my 10-minute vlog, although maybe they would have years (laughs) ago. But, But even things have changed. Like it used to be, uh, even back on YouTube, it, it could only be a ten-minute video. That was your limit. So I, I was doing these uh, this talk show with this woman fifteen years ago, and if we went fifteen minutes, I would have to post it in two parts. Like it was, and I've been thinking, oh, I got to go back and paste those together. Like, no, I'm never going back to post those fifteen-year-old videos again. So things keep changing. You just have to keep adapting. Even all yeah. the, the people,
1: and also just, yeah, just just finding your audience. You yeah. know, like uh, we, I, we say, oh, the Gen Zs are on TikTok. They are lovely women who are who have been in the industry for decades in gardening right and have a wealth of knowledge and are on tiktok keeping things super short and simple and for the young and like i who really has no idea how to garden i'm learning right and i wouldn't necessarily be the most obvious target audience maybe but it's very clear i'm the lady who has been planting pink flowers for 50 years and i am someone who wants to know how to grow pink flowers for the next 50 years of my life and so i want to follow her yeah. so yeah i think part of it, that is y- your audience can be everywhere but to find them
0: yeah i mean i mean that's true like and that's what i or
1: let them find you
0: will, and that's what i discovered even like a month ago like this is all like a constant process for me like when i started my keto diet on december 18th I, i'm like okay i'm gonna film my progress so i i filmed i think i filmed one reel quickly but then I filmed another like five minute video. Here's what I ate today, whatever. And I posted a couple of those on YouTube. And then I was like, you know what? I don't want to do five minutes every day about this or 10 minutes. But I could do a reel every day. So for like a month, I just filmed 30 seconds of here's my fat. You know, here I'm getting skinnier. Here's nice. what I'm eating. And I just kept posting those on, on TikTok. And, and I was like, oh, that's that's cool. Like And, and on reels. And I, I find that those get the most views. Now, I don't want that to become my thing. I'm, again, I'm not the keto guy. But it, it, it sort of fits in a bit with I'm the self-improvement guy always kind of like Tim Ferriss yeah. always doing it and
1: not to forget that those those five minutes are a fleeting moment in time hey you, you spend a good hour editing and cutting and whatever someone swipes that in three seconds oh, man yeah. and sure it, it, it's an imprint in someone's mind and you definitely care you know what what, what impression you might be putting out there to some degree and so yes, it is important to maybe just consider what it is that you might be posting, but there is so much content out there and there is so much to consume that you might just be one fleeting moment in their day and that's also okay. Yeah. Oh, you know. Well, that's the thing. And
0: yeah. Yeah. like it's 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 okay to be, you know, a 10-second thing like that guy um... Naz Daily on Facebook got big from just doing a one minute video every day and that's enough, like I listen to the Ben Shapiro show for like an hour every day but that's a lot of time to devote to someone um, but but even the five minute videos I wasn't editing, like I, I was like I've decided a while ago and once I have to edit something, like I was f- interviewing celebrities at the, uh, or I was doing a vlog uh, at the film festival in Toronto a few years ago and I thought, okay, every morning I'm going to get up and I'm going to go to the festival and then I'm going to come home that afternoon and edit it into a cool vlog. And I tried doing that one day and it took the entire next day to edit this thing and I'm like, I've yeah. missed the film festival because I thought I was going to be like... Um, what's that guy on uh, the vlogger that vlogged every day from New York Um, Casey Neistat I'm like he does a 10 minute vlog every day but I don't know how he did it I don't know I watched a video once and it was like oh he gets up at 4 a.m. with his kids and edits I'm like whatever so when I was researching last week I was posting in every podcast group on Facebook saying should I do two separate podcasts or and they're like no no it'll take too much time I'm like no, it's not more time for me because I don't edit. Like, I'm not editing this. If I had to go back and listen to this again and edit it, I would never post it. So I just it, I just record the raw interview and boom, it's up. Um, so it'll just be having to... It, it was more my concern with splitting my audience. But I think that's okay. Like, because we've been talking about... Like, like, MySpace used to be you could have a MySpace music page or a MySpace uh, comedy page. Like, there was different topics. And so I had a music page for my music and another one for my comedy and then Facebook and YouTube came along and it was like, oh, you've got one thing. And but I think it's going back the other way, you can divide it. Like I haven't wanted to split my Instagram. It's the other thing. I look at like Amy Schumer and like she's got one Instagram or Gary Vee, you know, one, like one big thing where he does all his stuff. And I'm like, is that splitting my audience? If I have an Instagram for, you know, my vlogging, but now I've got another Instagram for just my cartoons or just my music or what the hell am I? But maybe you just, it's like you're saying, you've only got so much time, so maybe pick something and combine it a bit. Like, that's why I'm like, okay, I'm Spark the Genius, I like learning about things, I'm, but it's all kind of got the theme of improving yourself. And then I can do a cartoon about improving myself, and then people maybe will like that um, as part of it. Like, it doesn't have to be separate media, but hmm, I, I don't know where I was... Going with, I wrote notes with all the things I was going to say because everything you say, like, triggers something else in my head. Um,
1: we might have to have a, another episode of this because I I, I have a hard stop at half Okay, five. good, good, because we're not, almost,
0: uh, yeah, we, this has been 50 minutes. And, and that's the other thing I've realized, that these shouldn't go on for too long because people aren't going to listen. But I hope we can talk lots more. And, yeah, the one other thing I thought of when you were talking about how, like, when I just left a comment on LinkedIn and, and I just got an interview like this, um, the, the, my problem is that things like that seem obvious to me, of course. Message somebody on link, like comment and say be on my show. But to me, it almost seems too easy. Like I feel sometimes like I can see the matrix, like I'm Neo at the end of the movie and I can see the numbers and how it's all working. But when I do something, I'm like, oh, that's too obvious. Like it can't be that easy to just comment and that's how you do it. But I think maybe I yeah. do get things and I forget that most people don't get and I Probably a lot of us suffer with this. Like we think, oh, we know everything about everything and every, everybody else must know everything we know, but they don't, so like you can still teach. Oh, and the other one thought I wanted to say, you were talking about the woman with the pink flowers, like a lot of it is people like to see people who are excited about something. I had a friend in university from France who really loved jazz, and so we would go to jazz shows together, and I didn't like jazz, but I loved that he loved jazz. And so this guy, yeah. th- there's that British guy who uh, who's big on Instagram and TikTok where he films trains, like he really loves trains, Uh, and every day he films another train or gets on the train and he's gone huge and I looked through his Instagram and he only started it like a year ago but people love and I don't think it's that people have always been hungry to hear about old trains in England but they love how enthusiastic (laughs) he is about it and they're like I just love seeing how happy he is so it's like your pink flower woman hey she's so happy with her flowers I want to be happy like that yeah yeah Yeah. all right so uh, by the way where are you are you sitting at a hotel
1: Yes, I'm actually at a, at a workspace where a lot happens. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been a fun day for me. I like this new change of work from home and hybrid. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like being outside and having people work and eat. And it's see, wonderful. that's my
0: dream. That's why that was my like when I sold the condo and I didn't go back to a job. I'm like, that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be working remotely. I'm going to sit, you know, at a workspace and talk to other networkers. And now I feel like maybe I'm too old to do that, but I still want to do it. And it's nice so, to see you doing it. And uh, so what do you think? Where should we leave me? Like if we do a, if you know, we do regular check-ins like what's Josh's or website or spark the genius or whatever. Um, what, what's my assignment? Should I, should I make a like a Zendaya type blog on?
1: I think boy, and this is, I'm spitballing yeah. here. This is just i I've never suggested this in my life, but I would say try and gain or engage with five people every week which is one person a day and get them to be someone who follows you or, or or convert them into someone who's part of your community yeah and like and see how that
0: i think i, I, I feel like i'm doing that like every time i post in a politics no, group totally or some other group like i get new followers on facebook but i don't have the central what you need is the call to action like you i want you part of you know like i was thinking maybe i need to make a member vault but now they're changing from free to paid and i don't even know what member vault is it's kind of like facebook groups we you own your community but jen has all her newsletters on substack so i was thinking of starting like a substack newsletter where it's just you know here's my thoughts on james's podcast today or my little daily tip of the day like in that way you can say look i've got this many followers um i
1: pick a channel and go and go, then go. i thought maybe pick.
0: maybe my thing is the podcast like just you know because it's video it's audio maybe i just interview a different person every day for an hour and that's what i'm building like rather than worrying about oh it's my new tiktok it's my little that like i can still do those things but the one main thing yeah. here's here's a quick little story I, I i flew to um israel six years ago mm-hmm. for a trip mm-hmm. and when i was getting on the plane i treated myself i still had my job so i was treating myself to first class so i could sleep on the plane and the girl sitting behind me looked familiar and i'm like feel like she dated Leonardo DiCaprio or something so I googled Leo girlfriends and I was like yes it's Bar Raffaeli, the Israeli supermodel sitting behind me oh my god I'm gonna be on a plane for 15 hours right beside her or behind in front of her this is it I'm ready to go and I I sent a, my friend Tony who does podcast or I was gonna do the podcast with I I sent him the picture with her behind me he's like oh my god she was just on the Howard Stern show and I thought when I get back to Canada one thing I have to do is start a podcast so the next time I see a supermodel I can here's my card you can be on my podcast and that that's kind of why I started the podcast so I could have that one place where I could have people on um she didn't want to talk to me on the plane that that never happened but uh but yeah so that's I guess this could be my thing because I like these long form things I'm not the person on TikTok like just lip syncing and doing silly dances and stuff I feel like what's the point of that um but okay so I'll I'll uh yeah, I'll try to get... That's the thing. I guess I'll build a little website. Like, just something on ShowIt or Substack or some somewhere where I can have... I can give people... Because I don't like... I want to make swag, and I want to put Spark the Genius, but I was afraid to put at Spark the Genius because, like, oh, you got to follow me on Instagram. So Instagram... I don't want Mark Zuckerberg to own me. Like I want to have my own .com or something that everybody goes to, and that's that's my thing. But I guess I'll figure it all out. But uh, I'll I'll keep working.
1: Looks like you yeah. will. I, I'm pretty sure you will figure it out. But I think yeah, uh, simpler is better, Josh. And I think you have all the answers. You don't need all the answers. No. Uh, it's it's probably just um, uh, yeah, consistency Consi- and 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 just one one channel, right? Not channel, yeah. but like just one. Whoa, and have eye on the prize and like go with the end in mind you know like what do you want it sounds like you want financial independence it sounds like you want freedom it sounds like you want to meet people and learn from people then cool like then go okay well how much business perspective okay well how much is that how much is that how much is a lifestyle like that oh gosh it's X amount okay how much time do I have okay I've got two years okay well how much do I have to make every month in order for that to happen in two years oh, okay well I have to make a couple hundred dollars okay well then what is worth a couple hundred dollars right what what have I created that is worth a hundred dollars and I mean that you can figure that out by doing some research and blah 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 but then you know maybe it's not a video maybe it's an entire ebook, right that's like 29 dollars right and that's sold on your website and then you know or you know
0: the problem my problem is I'm thinking way bigger like if I wanted money I could go back as a copywriter and make a couple hundred grand a year writing commercials that'd be done or like even a few years ago I saved up some money and invested in stocks and I made a million dollars in a month but then I was stupid and I didn't sell and it went back down so I've I've had money I know I can make money like I if I go do a voice gig right now I could make five hundred dollars like in ten minutes so, it's those little things I know I can do, but I want to be bigger. At this point, I want to be a Tony Robbins or Richard Branson. I want to have an island. Cool. And I want to combine helping people with my comedy. So, I can go and give a 20 minute TED talk that's just talking about, hey, how I started a podcast, but be entertaining, but also helping people. Because I, I, comedy for the sake of comedy seems like it's almost like a waste. But. And, 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 yeah,
1: well, I believe you've got all, all right. of those components, so, so I think you're on the right trajectory. Well, thank you, and
0: hopefully you'll come back and, uh, on my podcast, and we'll check in, and then I'll fill you in on what I've been working on. I, you're very inspirational, and is there anywhere you want people to visit you, or what's, what's your thing, so I can plug you at the end?
1: Yes. Yes, I am mainly on LinkedIn. That's my favorite social media platform, and on Instagram, that's where I'm pretty. Yeah, I'm open to sort of conversation and short chats. Um, it's my name, Dumelo Sitlaba, uh, and uh, yeah, my handle on Instagram is What the Tech Dumelo. Oh, I like it. <laughs> uh, so, Dumelo. Yeah, thanks. Did you say? So
0: yeah, What the. T-
1: uh, it's it's What the Tech Dumelo. That's actually how you pronounce my name.
0: Oh, oh, Tumello. Sorry, I was thinking that was some other yeah, yes. word. Oh yes, okay, that's no, your name. I'm looking at. I, yeah, I was thinking a D in my head. Dumello, What's that? Is that a South African? Expression? I know. I What know. the tech Dumelo? Okay. So, all right. Well, good. Yep. I'll put the links in the description below because that's what they do on the podcast nice. and the YouTube. And uh, we'll check in. And hey, uh, it's
1: what's done. Hopefully
0: good. in a month, I'll be a billionaire, and I will come uh, sit and do some work with you in <laughs> in, uh, in Johannesburg. <laughs>
1: Godspeed. Alright,
0: thanks. <laughs> bye for
1: now. Yes, bye.